Welcome to the Conversations with Commerce Next podcast. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Commerce Next and presented by Comex. Recorded live in person at the 2022 Commerce Next e-commerce growth show, we sat down with some of the top trailblazers and change makers that joined our community in New York City to discuss the future of digital commerce and share the latest strategies for e-commerce acceleration. In this episode, American Eagle CMO Craig Bromers talks about leading marketing for some of the most iconic American brands and takes on the metaverse. Craig, welcome to the Conversations with Commerce Next podcast here in the Comex studio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So nice to meet you. You're about to go on the stage. So I've, I've been talking to people who come off the stage, so I'm going to change my inflection. You're going to come, we're going to talk about what you're going to talk about. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, looking at your background, you've got quite a pedigree in fashion and apparel. What have you got? Calvin Klein, Gap, Abercrombie. Tell yeah. us what you do. Tell us how you got there and what you do for a living today. I kind of chuckle. I, I, I joke that I'm making my way through the American mall. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> That's but, true. But no, it is a pinch me career, and I've had the privilege of leading global marketing for some of the most iconic American brands out there. To your point, Calvin Klein, Abercrombie & Fitch, Gap, yep. and yep. now um, at American Eagle. And before Calvin, um, I was the head of marketing for Speedo, the swimmer company, during the Michael Phelps Olympics. So um, I've had I've had a pretty good... That was good, a moment, right? That was that definitely was a more than a moment. Yeah. yeah. So I've had a pretty good run. Having a ton of fun at American Eagle, though. Um, yeah. American Eagle is Gen Z's number one specialty retailer, number mm. one seller of jeans to women of all ages in the U.S., um, and with that young demo, uh, you know, it definitely keeps you on your feet, and I love how our team is innovating right now. So how did you get where you are? Were you, you know, retail's been called the accidental career. Was it an accident for you, or was it purposeful, or how did you, how did you get into retail? I mean, you were in brand with Speedo, but you, you're kind of going in the fashion. How did you get there? You know what? I, I think you're right. I think it was somewhat accidental. Um, I have had the privilege of pursuing three of my personal passions in my career, so um, I w- worked for the U.S. Senator from my home state of Washington when I got out, so politics was interesting to me. Then I pivoted to sports, um, had a chance to do Super Bowls, I'm a big tennis player, so a lot of ATP, WTA tour events, NASCAR. But one of those events was the 1996 Atlanta Olympics, mm-hmm. where I met the team at Speedo and then made that pivot in, into that world. Now, when you say did these things? What were you doing at these things? So I, um, when I was doing these things, I was in marketing public relations okay. back then. Okay. Um, so, so a good transition from politics and communications into comm in general, right? That's Basically. Right. That's right. Um, and so the CEO of the parent company of Speedo in 2010 was looking for a first ever head of marketing for Calvin Klein, tapped me on the shoulder after that amazing run um, of, of Michael Phelps in the Beijing Olympics. And so I said, Hey, let's let's do this. So, picked up my family, moved from LA um, out here into the to the Northeast, um, and then again have had a great run with these amazing brands. To your point, a little bit more in that fashion space. Yeah, yeah. Are you an LA native? Or are you West Coast native? West Coast native. Um, although we've been uh, back here in the eastern part of the U.S. for the last 12, 13 years. Hate the winters, <laughs> love the summers, love the falls, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and absolutely love the energy that, that New York provides to our industry. So yeah. um, it's been real fun to be here. Now, what is it that allows you or the team to capture the zeitgeist of the shopper today? I mean, we've just gone through this strange period, and I've, I'm trying to sort out in my mind the difference between consumer accommodations to a weird time in our lives, right? 
I mean, I'm from Canada, and the, the, the malls were shut down for eight, nine months. Uh, so e-commerce blossomed. But there's categories that just were struggling just because there wasn't either demand or it was just hard to get. And then do you perceive at all any structural changes in how consumers are shopping? Because we know, like, okay, you know, we knew during the COVID year, they go in, they shop, and they get the hell out, right? They didn't browse, they didn't linger. But did all that happen with no impact? What, how are you guys thinking about that? How are, you, how are you trying to understand your shopper? I mean, first of all, to your point, the last three years, I mean, and, and I've done this thing for 25 years. Sure. Um, and I thought 2022 would be somewhat more understandable. And here I sit with you and wow, this could be the most difficult year for our industry yet. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the, the cool thing is because we engage with a younger generation of consumers, um, I do think that in American Eagle, we have a pulse on what's new and, and what's next. And what we hear from our customer and what we see from our customer, and we're going to try a new word here together, fidgetal. It's the new buzzword. Yeah. But it, I think it's truthful. Um, and the reason is, is because we are living in this continuum of our physical and digital selves. Um, and the customer is expecting us as retailers to perform for them in all of those worlds at all of those times. Mm. So has physical mall business died? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not, right? In Stores, fact, we had yeah. record traffic last year. Yeah. And a part of the reason why our company had a record revenue year last year was the strong return of, of physical uh, business. Yeah. Having said that, has digital business built? Of course it has. Um, yeah. Our app business, off the charts, doing so well. Um, and I'm here at Commerce Next to speak about what's new in the metaverse. Um, mm. And I think that we're one of the unique brands that so far has found some commercial oh, viability in, in this world as well. So I think it's, the, it's you know, as always, the customer is, is, is first and should be. Sure. And we follow their lead. And the lead of Gen Z and Gen Alpha behind that is this digital expression mm. of themselves. Now, when you talk about the hand on the on the keeping the pulse of the customer, how do you get your hand on that pulse? Like, are you doing sentiment analysis on social? I mean, they don't always articulate exactly what they want. They sometimes they want sustainability, but buy differently or whatever. Like, how do you how do you actually trail that and and sort through all the noise to find out the real insights? Full stop, we have the best damn customer insights team in our industry, um, and it is a privilege to work with this crew. One of the things that I think is unique to our business is we have a panel of 2,000 customers age 15 to 25 that we can ask any question so that's your on own any panel they, you got right. Exactly, right proprietary. So yep. we can go out to them on anything at any point, and it could be a trend, it could be an ad campaign, it could be causes that they'd like our brands to support. Um, so I think that's one part of it. We were very early to get back out into the real world, even during the pandemic, hmm. to make sure we were listening to these kids. Um, and the team does such clever digital um, researches as well. Um, and I think that's helped us be a step or three in front of our competitors hmm. uh, because we're so in tune with what's going on out there. Kind of last question about the business, then I want to talk about what you're going to talk about here, this metaverse. Um, when, I, when you think of table stakes and differentiators in your business, so table stakes to me is always a moving point. Like I was in a business where we had, you could finance for 0%, right? Now the BNPL players have kind of taken that away and it's moved it more to table stakes and differentiators. What is it that makes a differentiator in your business? Is it style? Is it fit? Is it what you're describing? Is it keeping that zeitgeist front and forward? 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss another great episode. We'll be right back with this special 2022 Commerce Next e-commerce growth show bonus episode right after this message. After two years of unprecedented growth, some think e-commerce has hit its peak. So what comes next? As businesses look to enter the next era of e-commerce growth, Comic serves as a guide to get them there. Led by best-in-class technology providers across the commerce ecosystem, including Bloomreach, Miracle, Cinch, ShipBob, and Avalara, Comex offers exclusive research, benchmarking, data, and more, empowering businesses to deliver a commerce experience that drives measurable revenue growth. Learn more at commerceexperience.com. That's commerceexperience.com. You know what? We're in specialty retail at a time where the big three... Amazon, Target, and Walmart continue to vacuum up share. Sure. So we actually believe that the true superpower are brands. Um, mm. And the reality is, whether it's the American Eagle brand, or whether it's the Airy brand, or whether it's the offline brand, these are brands that mean something to our customers. Mm. Um, and because of that, we want to make sure that we're communicating about our amazing quality products. But we also need to communicate about what we stand for, what our values are. Um, And at the American Eagle brand, those values very closely align to Gen Z. Um, And in fact, in the most recent Piper teen survey of top retailers, um, those kids kindly said we were their second most uh, favorite retail brand. Number one, a very small company named Nike. Um, never heard of them. Never heard of them, right? Um, but we were still ahead of Lululemon, which was number three, Adidas at number four, and H&M at number five. Smaller than all of those Big companies. I mean, you're in a crowded category. That's right. That's know? right. That's a crowded category. You but it was in. clear that our brand stood out. Um, mm. And so that is really our superpower and how we feel like we differentiate ourselves. Well, let's talk about what you're going to talk about on the stage. So this metaverse thing, um, you know, there's, you know, the, the sentiment is kind of like, is this like e-commerce was 20 years ago? People, you know, Scott and I were talking, Scott Silverman, people were poo-pooing it when we were, you know, when we were getting it started. It'll never be anything. On the other hand, it seems like it's so far away that it, you know, should it, how, what kind of priority? What are you guys doing with the metaverse? What have you learned? Well, full stop, it's the most hyped topic in all of marketing today. <laughs> kidding. So if, if we're a brand that has Gen Z as our target customer, um, and, and we need to dive into youth culture. We need to be here. Um, and, and, and we are probably on the leading edge of trying almost everything out there in the metaverse. And I'll be honest, not everything has worked out how we thought it would. And were that's you, were okay. you around during Second Life? Because I launched a couple of stores in Second Life in my, uh, my tenure, right? I, I definitely remember Second Life. Um, in fact, I was reading a metaverse book. Who can believe that? But a, a, a friend of mine wrote a, a, a metaverse book, and Second Life was was, was in there. Um, but listen, I, I think there's something here. Um, but I'm not sure any of us, myself included, is an expert at this stage on the metaverse. It's so new. It's ever-changing. Sure. Sure. Um, but what have we heard from our customer? They love unique, immersive experiences where they can express maybe their true self or different parts of themselves. They love to shop in the metaverse, whether it's for avatars or for real-life physical goods. They love this gamification um, of of a a brand experience. And we're finding some areas that we really think have some commercial value. We launched um, a a number of Snapchat augmented reality Mm. virtual pop-up stores. 
we're going to be close to $10 million in revenue. Wow. And wow. again, for a $5 billion company, it, it's you know not needle moving at this point, yeah. but it does tell it's us... It's not immaterial either, though. Yeah, I mean, there's for, something you there. Know, to connect something, I mean, it's very meaningful strategically to connect that kind of commerce to SNAP, right? I that's mean, right. that's fairly meaningful, right? A lot of people are trying to reach that nirvana. That's right. So, listen, we have had roughly a 10% innovation budget at American Eagle for quite some time, um, and right now that innovation budget is 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 you know, directed towards the metaverse, sure. and, and we have the privilege of a, a CEO and chairman, Jay Shonsen, who's very supportive of, of innovation. We're having a lot of fun. Um, you know, if you and I are sitting here at this uh, podcast next year at this time, I think that there will probably some be some more viable opportunities. Mm. But I'm also certain that there's some things that that will have disappeared and, yeah, and yeah. will kind of chuckle that we tried that thing. So, <laughs> who knows? So, uh, last kind of set of questions: two starts and one stop. So, this is kind of an advice perspective for our fellow retailers, fellow marketers. Two things they should start doing based on your experience, particularly your experience today. And one thing maybe they should just do less of that's not working as much as it used to or that you see commonly done that you'd say, you know, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Any, any wisdom to share from that perspective? Yeah, I think as we get into, I don't know if I can call it post-pandemic life, but whatever this next stage of, 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 of life is, I tell people to stop worrying about work-life balance hmm. and start being more focused on dedicating yourself to things you love, whether it is in mm. your personal life or your professional life. And, and that's how I've modeled my career. Um, if, if I'm enjoying doing this and having fun um, and our team is, is successful, that, that, that feels great. Mm. Um, say, say more about that because I get a lot of questions around, particularly now, hybrid work. Um, you know, what's the right solution? What's the right blend? How do I motivate a team? You know, I got great productivity, but the cohesion of the brand or the, the cohesion of the culture is a little harder to build. So say a bit more about that. Like, because it is ultimately fundamentally anchored in this kind of work-life balance, right? Listen, I don't have to commute. I'm going to save 15 hours of my day. Uh, or I do. And can I still build a career, right? It's pretty gnarly kind of questions, right? Yeah. At American Eagle, we have a hybrid you know, work policy right now. And in, in my estimation for my team, and I have a pretty big team, about 200 or so people, is if you need to be in an office or a physical place, great, show up. But that doesn't mean you have to clock in nine to five, you know, get, your, get, get whatever you need to be done there. And then if you're doing some of your best work from home, great, high five, I don't care. Um, it's allowed, and I have, I have a lot of women on my uh, team and it's allowed, especially young mothers, to yeah. really be able um, to, it's to a heavy be present. Lift. It's a heavy lift, um, man. And, and heavy present lift. Yeah. in their professional lives, but then present in their in their personal lives. And even for me, um, I am able to make breakfast for for my wife, my two teenage daughters, almost every morning, mm. um, which is saying a lot because I used to be one of those. Get my get the slog on the the Metro North and and, and come yeah, in yeah. and then maybe maybe see someone at night. So, yeah, I, I just think it's try to focus on things that you enjoy, personally or professionally, and just maximize the heck out of those. Um, and I think that can be a really meaningful, happy life. And then I think the other thing is it's an overwhelming time in our industry. And I mentioned before that this could be one of the tougher years. And that's saying a lot coming out of mm-hmm. 2020 and 2021. But it's also one of the most exciting times to be in our industry. And I would really encourage people to start surrounding themselves with fascinating people um, who are doing fascinating work 
um, to deliver for customers, not just today, but two, five, ten years from now. Um, and I have been purposeful in, in my uh, um, daily grind to set aside some time to catch up with someone that's doing someone, something really cool out there or, or make sure I connect with a group um, that has something to, to, to offer. And that's really motivated me. Um, and I think it could be something fun for others to do as well. Do you think your organization is more resilient and more capable now after the past three years? I do. I think that, um, you know, it was fight or flight, right? You know, no one knew what was going to happen for a moment. And to your point, you know, you're closing down 900 plus stores um, in, in North America and, and, and all sorts of other things. So it feels like no matter what the world throws us, and they're throwing a lot at us right now, the um, fortitude um, and focus to forge ahead mm. and find innovative solutions to get through feels even better than it did yeah. in our industry back in 2019 and, and, and other it, points. It feels like handling rough, rough economic waters, which are going to come and come and go through our careers all the time. It's kind of not the same compared to what we just had to go through. So, you know, a little bit of resilience, a little bit of armor. All right, what should retailers perhaps stop doing or do less of from your perspective? Well, I think stop repeating the, the, the mistakes of the past. Um, and I'm a little bit disappointed um, that here we are again as we're, we're back in the discounting game to some extent. Many retailers are reported after Q1 you know, inventory levels a bit higher than, than perhaps they, they should be. First response, cut price. That's right. That's right. So, um, you know what they say about a race to the bottom? Sometimes you actually win, which is uh, you know, yeah. not a great thing. Yeah. So I, I think that um, we did so good for a year and a half or so, um, you know, post the height of, of, of the 2020 COVID crisis. Um, and I think we're we're tripping back into some some old habits. Some old habits. So mm. let's see if we can mm. get ourselves um, as an industry cleaned up in the course of the next quarter or two, um, and then be in a stronger position as we head into whatever twenty twenty three is going to throw at us down the road. Well, Craig, thanks so much for uh, stopping by, chitting and chatting here in the uh, Comex Podcast Studio. It was wonderful to meet you. Wonderful to meet you in person and uh, continued success. And let's see uh, how the year sorts out. Maybe we'll catch up again next year and see how the industry handles it. Sounds great. Thanks for having me today. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Conversations with Commerce Next. Please follow us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform, where we will be sharing career advice and marketing strategies from e-commerce and digital marketing leaders at retailers and direct-to-consumer brands each and every episode. Commerce Next is a community, event series, and conference for marketers at retail and direct-to-consumer brands. Through our online forums, interviews, webinars, summits, and other in-person events, we harness the collective wisdom of our community to help marketers grow their businesses and advance their careers. Join Commerce Next events to meet other industry leaders and learn the latest e-commerce and marketing strategies. You can find upcoming events at commercenext.com. Have a fantastic week, everyone.